So a lot of times we use this particular gospel to speak about, um, are we truly giving everything, leaning everything into the Lord? And we see that when we give from the heart, um, that's, where, that's where the blessing is. And so you have these persons that are just pouring in, pouring in lots of uh, wealth into the treasury. And so they're, they're giving more, and yet they're giving their leftovers. They're not actually giving in a way that it's sacrificial. But look at the widow. What I always love about this is she has two small coins. They're so insignificant. They're pennies. And yet, if she put one of them in, that would have been amazing. She's putting half of everything that she has on the line for God. And we would look at that and say, that's enough. I mean, that's well past the 10% tithe kind of thing, but she puts both in. And the Lord says she gave from her poverty. She's offered her whole livelihood. And I want you to think about this, not just as we traditionally think of in terms of our financial giving, but think about our relationship with God. You could see it on that level as well. The Lord's calling us to a spousal relationship with him, ultimately in heaven. He is the bridegroom of our soul. Some of us who are called to live consecrated life, we're, we're called to be that sign here in this life, but every single one of us, single, married, consecrated, religious priest, we're ultimately called to union with God, union with Christ, and caught up into the Trinity in that loving relationship of experiencing the Father's love of the Son in the Holy Spirit, and that's what we're made for. And so this widow today gives us, in a sense, a powerful image of what is the kind of prayer that we're entering into. Are we staying on the surface? Are we, in a sense, giving God in our relationship in prayer the leftovers? Are we, in a sense, playing it safe by giving him what we can in such a way that it isn't a breaking open of our heart? And so we have to look and say, what are those obstacles that maybe are getting in the way of giving that other small coin? Maybe we are giving one small coin to the Lord in our prayer. We're putting it into the treasury, into the temple, into, into that relationship with the Lord, and yet there's still something that we're holding back. And we're not fully giving all of us And so let's think about what could some of those things be? One of them could be vocal prayer is beautiful and is so important. It, it focuses us, it helps us be able to articulate words to grow in relationship, but sometimes we might 
use vocal prayer in a way that if we really look into our heart, we're using it as an excuse to not go deeper. We might say, well, I have this novena and this novena and this novena and this novena, and I pull out all of my cards, and I'm doing all these things. And if, if that's something that helps you go deeper, then praise God. But I just invite you to maybe think about, am I doing all of these things, but I'm using them in a way of creating a buffer to kind of keep me safe? versus allowing the vocal prayer to be a bridge that allows me to enter into that deep, deep prayer of the heart. It's something to think about because we might be very rigorous in our prayer. And yet, maybe we're using it as a shield because we don't want the Lord to get too close to our heart. And what are the things that keep us from getting close to the vulnerability of prayer and in our heart. Maybe one of them is shame. Maybe if we look in our heart, we don't want to expose our heart in prayer. We don't want to get to that vulnerable place because maybe we're afraid of what God's going to find there. Maybe there's that closet, and we all have them in our house, right? We have that one closet that when people come over, the neighbors come over, we have company, we put everything into that closet, and we kind of make sure no one goes in there. I I used to be a a pastor of a parish, and it was amazing. Sometimes people would be afraid of, like, don't go into that room. It's messy. I'm like, you haven't seen my room. It's a lot messier than that. And, And yet there's this fear. If you saw what was in there, then you would think about me less. I'm ashamed of what's in there, and and I think you're not really going to like me anymore, Lord. And so maybe we kind of give him the Facebook um, doctored, airbrushed version of ourselves, and we say, this is what you should see, Lord, Here's my prayer, and it's tidy and it's neat. And yet there's this whole broken, infected part of our heart that needs to be brought into that prayer. He's the doctor, and he's come not to make healthy people just healthy, but he's come to, he's come for the sick, and that's our sick heart. We need to give everything including the closet that we are afraid of, because the Lord already knows what's in there. And yet there's this way of like, well, if you don't see it, then somehow you're going to like me better. So maybe that's one of those things that keeps us from really going deep into the heart. Maybe a shame that's there. And maybe even that question of, is God merely just putting up with me? Does he kind of just love me, but he doesn't really like me? Because maybe I don't like myself. Maybe it's that closet again. And so I keep him in a safe distance because I don't want to hear, I don't really like you. And yet look at the cross. Jesus did all of that for broken humanity. 
he doesn't just put up with you. He doesn't just love you in a general way, but he's madly in love with you. He desires you at the wedding feast of your own wedding with him, the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he doesn't want just the nice part of you. He wants the messy part too, because he's come to make that new. And what we don't give to him doesn't get healed. Maybe that's another part that's here. Maybe we don't give him access to something. Maybe it's because we're upset with him. Maybe there's a sense of, Lord, I've been praying for this, and you didn't do it. Well, where are you, Lord? So if you're not doing your part, then I'm going to wait until you figure it out, and then you're going to come, and then we'll, and then we'll be okay. But until then, I'm not going to give you this part of me. Sometimes even in a love relationship of couples, they might say, you know, if I'm upset with you, I'm going to stay away and not give all of me to you. Sometimes even use that as a weapon. Are we using that as a weapon against God? God, I'm not going to give you all access of my heart. I know you really want that, but I'm mad with you right now, and so you're not allowed this part. Maybe that's something we need to look at. Maybe another part is simply we don't really have time. We have too many things to do. But have you ever noticed that experience? Those persons or situations that are so important in life, they usually get pushed out of the calendar schedule because of lesser things that always seem to vie for our attention. And yet the very most treasured people in our life, we keep having to say, tomorrow, mañana, 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 tomorrow. And yet the Lord is saying, today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your heart, let me in. So this is what the Lord is calling us to today in this reading. We are this widow. We're coming with two coins. And the Lord's calling us to give everything to him in prayer. And maybe to ask yourself the question, because if we really look in our heart, we can recognize that there's parts of our heart that we're not fully giving to the Lordship of Christ, or we're staying safe on some level of our prayer. Maybe spend some time with the Lord, some quiet time, that solitude, and just ask Jesus to allow his Holy Spirit to show you those areas that you have as obstacles from giving the other coin he knows what they are. And the Lord, the way that he speaks to us is not like the accuser of our brothers, Satan. The way Satan speaks is he goes like this and pushes us down. And sometimes we mistake the enemies pushing down for the way that the Lord's going to work with us. That's what Adam and Eve did when they were wounded with the venom of the serpent. And where did they go? They hid. And when they heard the words, Adam, Adam, where are you? They heard, Adam, where are you? You're in trouble. I'm going to get you right now. And they stayed hidden. And yet, what was the father doing? He was going, Adam, Adam, 
I love you. Please, come out of the hiding. Don't shield your heart from me. Because I've come to make it new. And in Jesus Christ, he has done that. So let's bring our heart before the divine mercy. And let's ask him for the freedom to discover that he delights in us. He's not afraid of our messiness. He's already gone to the cross, to the grave. He's gone down into the depths of Hades. And he's willing to go into the depths of our heart to bring us back to ourselves. Come, Lord Jesus. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.